everybody. It's Erin. And Meg. And welcome back to this week's episode of the Love You Mean It podcast. This week we're not together again um, while we're recording this, so if the audio is a little sus, sorry about that. We think we worked on it from the last time we recorded like online so hopefully it works via online yeah via next online <laughs> yeah i guess if you guys didn't listen to the book club episode that episode we did over zoom but the most like the most recent two episodes were in person but meg is actually in pennsylvania right now so we are recording this over i guess well Squadcast. i don't know if any of you guys have used that but we're recording remotely so like meg said if it doesn't sound up to our n- normal i guess levels of perfection I hope you guys are understanding. It's still a perfect podcast, but like... I know. It might not sound as perfect. Today we're going to be talking about ghosting, ghost or get ghosted, and we're just going to be talking about everything related to that. But before we get into it, I'll do a little bit of housekeeping. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Love You Mean It Podcast and at Love You Read It Book Club. Our most recent book club episode just went out. It was The Midnight Library, and it was a pretty decent book, I'd have to say. Next book club pick is going to be Home Before Dark by Riley Sager. I actually just picked up the physical copy, so Meg and I will read it soon. But really looking forward to it for a spooky pick. Don't forget to review and rate the podcast on everything. We just got a new review today, and it's really exciting. I mean, I feel like with a lot of bigger podcasts, you might think like, oh, I'm going to leave a review and nobody's going to see it. But for smaller podcasts like us, it really means a lot to see people enjoying the show. Yeah, it's so like we get notified when someone writes a review. So it's always like a day booster for sure. Like we send it to each other and we're like, oh, my God, this is so nice. (laughs) So it really does make a difference. And we notice if you just, like, rate us, too. Like, you don't have to, like, leave a review. Yeah, like, we don't even have to, like, let us know your thoughts, but we'd still appreciate to hear them. But I guess without further ado, we're going to get into everybody's favorite segment. And Meg's going to talk a little bit about it in case you're new here. If you're new here, welcome, besties. If you're a return listener, welcome back, besties. Every week we do a segment called Love It, Hate It, and we talk about what we're loving, but we also talk about what we're hating. We like to get the negative shit out of the way first, and it's actually pretty exciting. Erin and I are, like, collabing on both of our Love It, Hate It. I like when that happens. We are both hating Mercury Retrograde. If you guys aren't into astrology, this probably means absolutely nothing to you. We honestly kind of think, like the planets affect everything yeah we kind of like believe in it and we've definitely been experiencing some unfortunate things but i'm gonna let my beautiful co-host Erin take the reins on this one because there's no like nice way to say this she's been getting fucked by mercury so no i was gonna say like if if i literally said to uh our friends Erin, i was like Mercury retrograde has like bent me over and like literally fucked me. Like I'm in I'm in like high spirits. If you guys didn't know, like basically Mercury retrograde is just like when it goes backwards. What right when they're like like the planet doesn't actually change its orbit, but from yeah. our vantage point, it looks like it's spinning the other way. Yeah. Um. Actually, I, I believe six planets in total right now are in retrograde which is fucking awful honestly though mercury is like one of the worst ones i think because it is the planet of communication and technology and so our lives depend so heavily on those two things so if you are like a gemini this is probably really affecting you or you know like any sister signs of gemini like you're probably being affected right now i know erin is an aquarius and her planet is uranus and uranus is oh i hate all the astrologers say uranus but i'm like it's, it's, really it's uranus. Really Uranus. um 
so Uranus is also in retrograde right now. So I think this is why Aaron's life is literally being obliterated. No, like like I said, I'm in high spirits, but I thought I would just do a little bit of a reflection about how the past two weeks have been. So Mercury retrograde has been going on since not this past Tuesday that you're listening to this, but like the Tuesday before then. And I was just wondering, like, why is my life in literal shambles? Like, I was like, okay, like, I did this thing for work and my boss completely hated it. And I felt like I was not getting my point across, even though, like, I've done them before. And I was like, oh, that's so weird. And then on Monday, I was driving to work and I drove... 45 minutes away I I drive like an hour in traffic there and back from work and I was 45 minutes into my journey my yeah my journey I guess is the way to say it and I realized I had left my my literal voyage and I realized I had left my laptop at home now like I don't have a computer at work like it's literally a laptop and I plug it into all my monitors and so I had to go to my parents house to get my dad's laptop and meanwhile I'm already late for work I mean nobody was mad but I get to like my parents house and my mom was like oh, did you bring your stuff to sleep over tonight? Because the previous day on Sunday, my mom and I had talked about, she said, do you want to sleep over tomorrow? We're making meatloaf, which is my favorite. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. Tuesday. Bitch, she said tomorrow. That is Monday. So then I didn't get to sleep over because I didn't have any of my stuff. Same thing. I did another fuck up for work. And then what else? Oh, and then I had to spend like $600 on my car and I have to spend another $600 on Friday. Also, if I, I've already like slurred once and I've already been a little forgetful. So like, I'm just letting you know too. I also have like, I'm not going to say it's a concussion because I didn't go to the doctor and I will not be going unless it gets worse. But um, I definitely have a mild concussion. I hit myself. I hit my head on my box springs. Oh, I also yeah, she was my- taking it apart. That's why she hit it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also lost my car keys. They've been found, but it's literally just like I don't really know what else could like. Re- I don't want to say that because you're always like, I don't know what else could go wrong, and then you like die. So it's like I'm no, I don't want to like jinx it, but like I don't really think it could get worse. Yeah, and it's so funny because um, my boyfriend actually had something happen to him too. So he does not believe in any of this. But I was just like, oh, Mercury retrograde. And he was like, Mercury Gatorade. <laughs> so it's like, okay. Like we were out one night and his car, the low tire pressure thing came on. So he has a gauge. So he got out of the car and he checked it. And when he put the pressure gauge in the tire, the valve just snapped off. So the tire, you just heard all the air like coming out of the tire and then it got super flat. So then we had to leave it there overnight, have one of his friends drive us home. We had to go back at like 9 a.m. in the morning before they opened, have the tow truck come. And it was just like so awful. And it happened at the worst time because like John's in grad school, so Right now, he's doing labs and classes, so he literally leaves at, like, 8 a.m. and then gets home at, like, 8 p.m., and so he had no time to bring it, and, like, I couldn't do it by myself because I was also working from home, so I was like, oh, my God, and then, so we were never able to bring it, and then they were closed on weekends, so I was like, but this coming week, he has um, a break from class, so he'll just be doing lab stuff, so we'll be able to, like, go bring it. And then I can finally come home because he's just been using my car everywhere. It's kind of impossible to get around without a car here. So definitely Mercury is fucking raging right now. All good things must come to an end. 
what are we loving, bestie? We're loving, I hate when people say autumnal, but the autumnal vibes. It just, just makes me think of like an ottoman. Yeah, like I haven't really done many fall things, obviously. The leaves are changing and I've been going for walks and I picked up some fall books today and I've been drinking a lot of hot chocolate. So some pretty fall things. And I just really love do fall. some stuff. I really want to get stuff for our apartment and make it look kind of cute. We have like a nice wreath on our door, but other than that, we haven't really decorated. So I'm excited to like get in, like get more into the vibes. But yeah, it's just been really nice and like the weather's been cooler. So it's just been great. Yeah. So I guess we could just jump right into the episode because it is spooky season. We wanted to talk about ghosting. So there's like two different kinds of ghosting. Like there's being ghosted and then go like actively ghosting. So we will be addressing both of those in this episode but we kind of wanted to start off and just sort of define ghosting in our own terms so what would you say it is Erin for me I would say like somebody that maybe you've been talking to and then all of a sudden you start texting them and they're not responding or you start trying to just like reach out in general and you're not getting a response and like you never do ever again it's like they literally are six feet under and like they're ghosts and like you can't communicate with them anymore Yeah, honestly, I think that's a perfect way. Like, they just basically drop off the face of the planet for you, and it's like they're dead. So we just wanted to do a little disclaimer. So ghosting is a form of silent treatment, which is what mental health professionals describe as emotional cruelty. You might feel powerless in silence, and you don't know how to make sense of the experience or have an opportunity to express your feelings. So this can really affect like you personally if you are ghosted. So just realize that like if you are planning on ghosting someone, you can really hurt them emotionally and mentally. I wouldn't necessarily say I've been ghosted recently because I wouldn't necessarily count it as that. But a guy I talked to literally for one day, like he sent me a message and then I responded and he didn't respond. And then the next day he sent me a message and then I sent him a message. Like he literally said like, hey, what's up? And I was like, oh, hi. And then he never responded. And we just haven't talked since. I guess that would technically be ghosting. But it was like, I also, we talked for one day. So like, I'm not emotionally invested at all. Like people that don't do that, like he literally initiated the conversation and then you responded and he doesn't follow through with it. I'm like, I was like, oh, okay, okay, that's a little weird. Next, we want to talk about what it means to ghost someone. Obviously, I just talked a little bit about my current ghosting experience. Ghosting is by no means limited to long-term romantic relationships, which I think is just very interesting because I feel like a lot of people will just like think about it in different terms. So informal dating relationships, friendships, and even work relationships may end with a form of ghosting. Have you ever been like ghosted at work? I've had people just like never respond to my emails, which is frustrating. I have to like talk to my boss about it and then he has to like email them and like it's just frustrating how people don't ever respond. I'm like it literally takes two seconds to send an email tell me to fuck off. I just know if I should never email you again because otherwise I'm gonna keep following up and it's gonna drive me crazy. Just fucking email me back. Thank you. Yeah, like I've never I don't even know if I've ever really ghosted somebody because I'm so like Obviously, all my friends joke about how I'm, like, emotionally unavailable and I literally can't hold a relationship for shit. But it's, like, I'm I'm definitely the first one to be, like, hey, this isn't working out. Bye. Instead of just being, like, leaving them hanging. I mean, that's the mature response, so. Yeah, in my opinion. But for the person who does the ghosting, simply walking away from a relationship or even a potential relationship is a quick and easy way out. Obviously, nobody wants drama, hysterics, questions asked, and no need to provide answers or justify anyone with their behavior and no need to deal with someone else's feelings. I know a lot of people, I mean, I would definitely 
consider myself someone that's like okay with confrontation if I'm prepared Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily love being like put on the spot but like if it's something that I'm involved in or like something I can like think about I don't really mind confrontation obviously the ghoster may benefit from avoiding an uncomfortable situation any potential drama and they've done nothing to improve their own conversation and relationship skills for the future kind of like a pro con with ghosting is obviously like when you're doing the ghosting you're like oh i can avoid this drama and i can avoid all of this but in my opinion i feel like there has to be some sort of like karma with that that like if you ghost somebody like you'll be ghosted yeah and i've definitely had that experience i've ghosted like someone before (laughs) and then i got ghosted and it's not it wasn't like anything serious like i wasn't like officially dating these people but you still shouldn't do it we'll talk about an exception like later on but like you really just honestly awful and it reflects Mm -hmm. on you as a person and like it shows your character exactly what it means to be ghosted for the person who is ghosted there is no closure and often deep feelings of uncertainty and insecurity initially you wonder what's going on when you realize the other person has ended the relationship you're left to wonder why what went wrong in the relationship what's wrong with you what's wrong with them and how you didn't see this coming so it's a lot of emotional and like mental torture you might just be like going back and forth with yourself ruminating about it in your head and just it could really take effect like over your life and you might not like you might not sleep because of it or whatever but like it can really fuck with you and honestly it does like (laughs) dude especially because i well this was the question then i guess we can like pose for the audience but like for ourselves as well who do you think gets ghosted more guys or girls i feel like girls yeah, I mean, I would agree because I feel like especially these days with like so many self-confidence issues, especially like stemming around social media and stuff like that, ghosting is so much more like prevalent and so much harder because like you're now in the society of like so much comparison and everything. We've done so many comparison episodes. If you guys want to listen back where we talk about how you shouldn't be comparing yourself, but it's hard. And especially in this world of social media and, like, everybody being on their phone. Meg and I were talking before we started recording that my screen time is, like, five hours. And this time of social media and being on your phone, it's, like, overwhelming when somebody doesn't respond. Even when Meg doesn't respond to me sometimes, I'm like, we are on our phones eight hours a day. I'm like, take a second and respond to me. Like, you want to say that to, like, someone that's ghosting you? There's just pressure to, like, be on your phone all the time. And so you expect other people to also. But there's just, like, this overwhelming need to, like, have people be available at all times when that's just not the case yeah it's really not and like i think it probably would have been a lot easier to go someone like even in like 10 years ago or something but now it's like you can get access to anybody on a variety of platforms and like if they're Mm -hmm. ignoring you that shit hurts like if they're choosing to ignore you even though they could talk to you through 50 different mediums that's Honestly, I know. It's like, oh, you could text me, you could text me, you could DM me, you could no. Facebook message me, you could Snapchat me, like baby baby girl if you wanted to he would (laughs) that's like the message of this episode (laughs) but we wanted to talk about a few warning signs that you're about to be ghosted for any future hoes um at me in the dating world especially in the spooky season we need to be aware there are no actual ghostbusters warning sign number one is that their texts seem unenthusiastic obviously we all know i'm a big exclamation point exclamation point all caps texture but if they're just texting you like hey or like not really asking you questions or like not going into detail not asking you questions 
stuff like that. I feel like it's really important to pay attention to that because obviously if they're not enthusiastic, they just don't care. They should be wanting to text you and they should be reaching out to you. It shouldn't just be like one person. So be aware of that. If you feel like you're always reaching out to them, they're probably going to ghost you. Next one we have is if they unmatch you on dating apps or they unfollow you on social media. When I was in the dating game, I would like obsessively check to see if like I still had matches with people like the ones I was talking to because I feel like that's like a huge sign that you're about to be ghosted so if you go to check on like tinder or bumble whatever it is and the conversation isn't there anymore they definitely like unmatched you and you should be honestly preparing yourself to be ghosted if you notice that like maybe their contact name isn't coming up on instagram or anything they probably blocked you (laughs) So you might have to be a little bit of an internet sleuth and just be paranoid, but I think it does help you, um, like, being anxious does actually have its perks, and I think it does help you prepare for the worst. Yeah, coming from somebody that not ghosted people necessarily in the past, but more often than not is the one telling people that it's over. Um, I would say that like my Meg knows that my my major thing is I block and then unblock people. But I mean, now thankfully Instagram allows you to remove somebody. So like I can remove myself from somebody else's following list. <laughs> so if you like go to your Instagram and you're like not following them, but they show up, like don't want to block that's a sign them. as well. Next one we have is that they don't make any plans with you or blow off plans. Obviously, we're all kind of like up in the air sometimes. We're all kind of a little flaky from time to time. But if legit every single time you have a plan with them, they're like, my cat died or like something ridiculous like that or just making excuses. They don't care. And I feel like the energy should be matched. Friendships or in a relationship. Like you should be like wanting to be like, hey, let's hang out. And they should also be like, oh, let's hang out. It shouldn't be one-sided. Exactly. You know, like it should just be always equal. And don't be afraid to call someone out if it's not. Uh, the next one we have is if they don't seem present when you hang out, if they're constantly on their phone, or maybe they make an excuse to like leave early or, you know, they just don't really seem to be like into whatever it is you're talking about or like the conversation's just like naturally slow. Something's probably wrong. The next one, holy shit. If you feel like you're bothering them, coming from an anxious bitch, I always feel like I'm bothering everyone. That's why I got a concussion because I didn't want to do my box spring bomb. Like, I didn't want to ask my parents to come over with their power tools and their saw and help me take apart my box spring. I did it myself and gave myself and a concussion. yourself in the head. Because you feel like you're literally bopped um if you feel like you're bothering them you probably are and they don't want to be speaking to you therefore in um in the next business day you will be ghosted (laughs) okay i literally say the next business day because obviously like they want a hoe for the weekend but monday you are gone poof be gone um okay so the next category we're going to talk about is how it feels to be ghosted for the person that's being ghosted it feels super confusing and your mind might go to crazy places i know that when i don't hear from people right away i'm like oh my god they're dead they're actually in a ditch right now they got in a car accident and they died a horrible painful death um my mind just automatically goes to the worst thing (laughs) um so yeah or you could be like oh maybe they're working or like oh maybe they're like doing something and they'll you know whatever but you know they're probably not answering you they're honestly dead or they're ghosting you i always just think of that scene from sex in the city where that guy isn't calling miranda and she calls him and she's like what the fuck is wrong with you and his mom's like he died this morning (laughs) honestly yeah it could be that he could just be dead but yeah 
Yeah, so I mean, on the bright side, he could be dead. He could he might not be ignoring you. Another one for how it feels to be ghosted is you think that they might be busy and expect them to reach out when they can. This is a hard thing too, especially now that we're in our twenties. Like I don't know, when we were in college, like you have way more time on your hands to like talk to people and stuff, but I remember I like was briefly talking to someone when I was in college and he had a nine to five and he was like, Hey, just letting you know that like from nine to five, like I'm working. So I can't really like talk that much. And I was like, Oh wow. Like at least he's letting me know that he won't really be on his phone. But a lot of the times that doesn't happen and you're kind of just left up in the air. Like, Oh yeah. When he has a second, he'll talk to me. But then you're waiting 26,000 seconds and you're waiting for days and you're like, Oh yeah. When he, when he, (laughs) when he gets a chance, Girl, if you wanted to, he would, period. So you might feel lonely or angry, just feeling like really down. And like, also you could just like want to talk to them, but you can't. You're not even getting a reaction from them. So that's really hard to deal with. Next one is you might feel helpless or embarrassed. Y'all know, if you listen to this podcast, that one of Meg and I's pet peeves (laughs) is being embarrassed. Or one of our icks is just like being embarrassed, like doing something and just like the act of like people like pitying you or like being like, oh man. (laughs) And so, like, what, literally, oh, there's nothing worse than, like, literally being made to feel like a fucking loser. And so it's, like, when you're literally constantly texting someone, like, hi, how's your day? And they're not responding. It's so embarrassing. And so if you're being ghosted, like, it's totally no, like, normal to I feel like I know that I would be ruminating over the last message that I sent and be like, oh, like, was that weird? Or, like, should I yeah. not have said that? And you just, like, can drive yourself crazy doing that. But your self-esteem will definitely mm-hmm. take a dive. Um, this one, honestly, a really negative side effect of ghosting. Someone just like giving you compliments or attention can really build up your confidence. But when they're not doing that anymore, it literally makes you feel like you're an inch tall. Yeah, if you're feeling like <laughs> your self-confidence is really taking a hit, it's probably not a bad idea to like talk to a therapist. It's kind of like how the, what, like they talk about how we get addicted to going on social media and stuff. Getting a quick message from somebody that you care about or getting a notification on like a social media app from someone that you care about is like a little hit of like dopamine or something. A little, a little serotonin boost. And then when you're not, it's kind of like how they talk mm-hmm. in psychology about love bombing. How they're like complimenting you and you're like, my ego is on the roller coaster, roller coaster, roller coaster. And then they completely cut you dry and you like are skyrocketing down to the like but like six feet under and like you literally just feel so worthless and like that's not how you should feel but it's also like totally okay and like meg said always recommend seeking a therapist if needed another way it might feel to be ghosted is you might develop trust issues this is so prevalent obviously because you're putting a lot of faith and a lot of like telling people like your deepest darkest secrets and then they're not speaking to you and you might in the future be wondering is this going to happen again is it me And it might be hard for you to, like, open up to someone again. The last point we have is that you might deal with some depression. It's going to hurt for a little bit. I'm not going to lie. It's not fun. Definitely can mess with your head. It can make you, like, not want to do anything because you're like, what's the point? But again, if you're feeling this way, if you're feeling like you're struggling to, like, get your daily things done and you're not really wanting to do things that bring joy to you, I would reach out to someone. Um, see if that you can talk to them like a mental health professional especially if it comes from like a friend too you're like oh my god I feel like friendship breakups can almost be worse ghosting also, scenario is like my worst nightmare i would never come back from that <laughs> nope also do you think that about, rascal flats um, wrote what hurts the ghosting? most yeah. about ghosting <laughs> That's definitely what it was no just about ghosting in general 
what hurts the most is being so close and having so much to say and watching you walk away. Oh, never knowing what could have been. Thank you, Rascal. <laughs> Holy fuck! They definitely. Who other you would what I was trying to do? They're honestly so good. The fact I know, that Rascal really thought it was like individual. one Rascal. <laughs> so I know there's three of them. <laughs> the little, the rascal. little rascals. <laughs> Next, we're gonna be talking about what to do instead of ghosting. So this is to everybody that's not like me and doesn't take the high road or the mature way. This is what you should really do if you're trying to break up with someone but not break their heart. Number one, do it in person if possible. Obviously, like if you live really close to them, this should be great. I was talking to a guy when I was a junior in college, and I was going to try and, like, end things. We'd been, like, seeing each other in person a few times. I was going to go see him in person and say it, but he lived 45 minutes away, so I was like, that's a big no. So I did it over text, but I think it's better to do it in person, to call them if possible. I feel like it's just yeah, more mature. Yeah, another big thing is to do it at a respectful time. Probably wouldn't do it during the workday. Um, probably wouldn't do it if you know that they yeah. have something important going on or if it's like three in the morning, <laughs> like at least let them. Yeah. Me before a big meeting, me before Meg's it's like team yeah, meeting. Like, hey, by know, the way, just, I'm breaking up with you. Cause it's a really delicate thing. Just try to do it at like, just try to be as respectful as possible. That's all we're asking. Mm-hmm. Next point that we have is to use I statements instead of you statements. I am the one breaking up with you. It's about I. It is not about you. It is not about what Meg did wrong. The more respectful thing is to be like, I don't feel like this is working for me anymore. It's yeah, not anything. It's not like you, it's me, basically. <laughs> like, they're already going to feel shitty as not, like enough as it is. So, like, imagine someone saying to you, like, I can't do this, them. you're crazy, you're too clingy, or you're too that. Like, that person is going to remember would... those comments for the rest of their lives. So, really, just, like, if you can, take the heat yeah. and just, like, blame it on yourself. So, we but actually wrote a little me. script for you guys. Um, in case you have to do it over text, we also realize that there is a pandemic. Um, so, that can complicate things, for sure. But um, you can say, hey, I had a lot of fun doing blank you know like texting you or like going on dates and it was great getting to know you but i blank so you could say i don't feel like this is going anywhere i'll just like whatever you need to say and then you end it with i hope you find what you're looking for be straight up like you're not being rude about it you're just saying it's not working because of this and like you're leaving it on like a good note like i think a lot of the people that get broken up with or ghosted they just want to know why mm-hmm. and they it would help them to have to move on um and plus like if you ever see them yeah. again like it's not going to be the worst thing in the world but like if you literally go someone and then you see them in public that's like fucking awful so you just shouldn't do that just end things the right way we're all adults now um we're not in middle school so just do it correctly and the next portion we have is kind of pretty much going along with this so how to handle it when you're being ghosted Obviously, we've already talked about how it feels to be ghosted, but you could be feeling confused. You might be feeling lonely, angry, helpless, embarrassed. So many emotions that you're going through. But in the end, as much as it's the respectful and mature thing for the other person to do, in reality, they don't necessarily owe it. I personally think that, that, that they should let you know, but they don't technically owe it to you to say anything. But so I think to handle being ghosted, you should just reach out to them so you can get the closure that you need. So we have a little bit of a quote for you guys. You can say this over like over text, maybe over the phone. 
reach out to them and say, quote, hey, I haven't heard from you in a long while, so I'm going to assume this isn't going any further. I wish you were just honest with me about your feelings and it's really rude to leave someone hanging. I feel like that's a great way that you can say what you're feeling and just keep it succinct because clearly they're yeah, not honestly, emotionally like, mature enough to give you the time of day. And just like be done with it. Even if they blocked you or something, just you saying those words to them, I feel like is super powerful and it can just help you move on because you said what you needed to say. And they took that away from you, but by you mm -hmm. doing that, you're taking it back. So we have some ways to heal in case you are ghosted. Exactly. I feel like everyone's going to be like somewhat ghosted at some point in their lives. It might not be like super dramatic. It could just be like a casual thing and maybe like it just kind of falls off or whatever. Hopefully it's not too bad, but <laughs> we do have some ways to heal in case it is. Uh, there really isn't a magical way to get over being ghosted, but there are ways to ease the pain. So the number one thing, block, mute, unadd, or delete them off your social media. I've had this happen where I've stopped talking to guys and then they, I still follow them on social media. They interact with my content. They might like swipe up on one of my stories and be like, oh, you look good or whatever. But then they like just never answer your text. So it's like really confusing mentally. So I would just honestly just do a purge and just yeah. get rid of them. Another tip kind of going off of that is to delete their number or text right off your phone. This is my favorite thing. Even if like one of my friends says something and it upsets me, I just delete the text right because I'm like, I do not need to see that literally out of sight, out of mind. If it's not like immediately in your hand, like um, personally, I feel like it's easier to get over. It's to go off dating apps for a while. You might want to feel like you need a rebound, but that isn't really the healthiest thing for you to do. I think you need to give yourself time to like get over what just happened and process it and so talking to someone else isn't really mm -hmm. gonna be the best thing for you um you might not be emotionally ready and you could end up ghosting them or something like that so i would just get off of it for a while and then when you feel comfortable however much time that is maybe like go back on or just like make yourself more available to meeting people and this is really one of like the biggest lessons we wanted like you to take away from this episode as long like as well as like if you wanted to he would but that it's not your fault most likely it's not something that you did unless you were like a toxic person or you were like really mean or like you said something hurtful for the most part it's most likely not your fault it's a them problem not a you problem they might be going through a lot they might be really busy it's no excuse for them ghosting you, you just but have still to be kind to it's yourself not your give fault yourself time to just heal and just don't be frustrated if you feel like you're still hung up on them it does take time to get over people so just realize that and just kind of do what makes you feel good and the last one we have for ways to heal is self-care. Self-care means a lot of different things for different people. For me, it's drinking hot chocolate and reading a book. But for some people, it could be like taking a shower, going to the gym, going to see your family, painting your nails, literally anything that like makes you feel better about yourself. doesn't necessarily have to be self-improvement, but just something that makes you feel like you're more recharged and your battery is full. Okay, so now I, we're going to get into the juicy part of this episode. So we're going to read you guys some stories um, about people getting ghosted. So you can see what it looks like and how it happened. So the first story that we have is inspired by a TikToker. Uh, her at name is K-E-K-E-Y-E-E. -E -E. Asked other TikTok users to answer the question, what is the worst way that you've been ghosted? And she shared her own ghosting experience to kick off the trend. In her story, I think her name's Kasira. In her story, Kasira shared how a, a date with a Bumble match ended with a permanent tattoo and then him ghosting the day after. So she said that she met this guy on Bumble and he was like, let's get tacos and tequila. 
So they met up at a restaurant and had some margaritas, and one thing led to another, and they started taking shots. After their seventh tequila shot, he started telling her about this tattoo he really wanted, and he said, let's get it now, because you're never going to get it unless we go right now. Then they went to a tattoo shop, and he said, do you want anything? And she said, no, I'm good. And he said, I'll pay for it, just get it. So she said, okay, and at this point, she wasn't really in the right headspace, obviously, because she had so many tequila shots, but she showed the tattoo artist a picture of what he like she wanted he showed the guy and he said are you sure you want to get this and he said i'll pay for it so she got a tattoo of an alien the next day she texted him wild night and he never responded he literally ghosted her he he alienated her after putting in a literal alien on her body and then a month later she asked him why he ghosted her and he responded with whoa easy feel like there was alcohol involved in that text no reason to get feisty when i'm not present then a month later, she saw him on Bumble and matched again with him as a joke. I dated my ex for about a year and a half. Yeah. He lived with me in my apartment for nine months, and he was supposed to switch schools to one near me for college. We had it all planned out and everything. He went on a short trip to go to Florida with his family, and I went on a short trip to New York. And when we got back, we were supposed to meet at the airport. Never saw his flight come in. Never saw a flight even existed. So I started to freak out. The next day, I'm like, what's going on? I stayed up all night freaking out. He's like, I'm getting a bus. I went on the wrong plane. The next day, I'm like, come on, you need to be here. This was very stressful. And he's like, I'll be there tomorrow. So I go to bed. We FaceTime. We say goodnight. Love you. Everything normal. When I wake up in the morning, I am blocked on every single social media platform. I kid you not. He left all of his stuff, all of his clothing, his guitar. It's been over a year. I haven't heard from him, but he's not dead. I have confirmation. This is why I like literally cannot trust anybody and will never be in a relationship ever because it's like all these people are insane. Oh my God. Like the next one we have, another user wrote in, the time I was ghosted by a man I dated for a year, he didn't just ghost, he did it in the most extreme way possible. We were coming up on a year of our relationship and calling him and I'm calling him to make plans. We only saw each other on weekends because I was in college and he was not. I'm calling him, he wasn't answering and I'm like, that's so weird, but I'm busy with school so I go about my life. The weekend rolls around and I still haven't heard from him. And I'm like, I'm going to go by his house and just make sure everything's okay. I go by his house and his car isn't there. I walk into the house. His stuff isn't in his bedroom. And his roommate comes up from the basement. And I'm like, hey, where's Josh? <laughs> and he's like, uh, he doesn't live here anymore. And I'm like, where does he live? And he's like, he moved to Tennessee. <laughs> this man moved a thousand miles away. Didn't say say and he just left. I went on a trip with some girlfriends. I came home. He told me he'll pick me up. I tried calling him. There's no answer. I tried texting him. Also nothing. I'm like, maybe his phone's broken. I'll look it up on Facebook. So I look him up on Facebook and I can't even find him. So I'm like, okay, well, we live together. Maybe something happened. Maybe he's at home. Whatever. I get someone else to drive me home. I get there. Most of his stuff is still there, but some of it's gone. I'm like, okay, maybe he's with a buddy and just forgot to tell me. So I tried calling a few of his friends. No answer. Okay, well, I give it a day. I don't know what else to do. I waited a couple days, tried reaching out to a few more friends, and still nothing. About a week went by. I call his family, and I'm like, look, I don't know what's going on. He disappeared for about a day or two in the past, but nothing like this. Finally, one of his buddies tells me that while I was gone, he found out he got a girl pregnant. He was in love with her, and he moved in with her so that they could be together. Oh, my God. Uh, I literally don't even know what to say to these stories because they're just so ridiculous. Next one we have from another user. I met this guy through my best friend. He moved to Ohio for a job, had nowhere to live, so he ended up living with me. Okay, rule number one from all these stories, why yeah, are y'all letting these guys li- into like, someone, live with you? You can only move in with someone if you've After, been like, for, like, a year. three years or more or something. Because I feel like mm-hmm. you just don't truly know someone in that amount of time, but 
Like we had already been talking and dating officially when he moved in. One weekend he went to Kentucky for a wedding. I didn't hear from him all weekend. I didn't hear from him for three days and I was like, are you okay? Me and my best friend stalked his location. He got engaged to his ex-girlfriend while he was down there. Came home while I was at work, all of his stuff, and just disappeared. I haven't heard from him since. A couple years ago, I went on a trip to America and Canada and I met a guy at a bar in a hostel on my second night there. This was in Toronto and I was traveling to Montreal the next day. We do what other backpackers do. We got very drunk and hooked up. Then I told him, I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm going to Montreal. So have a nice life. This was fun. I leave. The next day, he texted me and said, I really enjoyed your company. Can I come to Montreal and hang out and we could travel together? He didn't seem like a serial killer. So I said, okay. We then spend the next two months traveling together and basically falling in love. He even introduced me to his family on Christmas Day. So eventually, I have to go back to Australia we're very heartbroken. It's very difficult. And we decide to do God. some long distance. I come back to Australia and some of his family actually come to Australia to travel and I end up hosting them. So things were looking quite serious and we were trying to find a way to work it out. Long story short, it gets to the two month mark after I leave and I can see that he's finding it really difficult. So he ends up breaking it off, which is totally fine. I understand. We're in two separate continents. Probably about six months after we break up, I actually decided to move to Canada for film work and writing opportunities. I reached out to tell him that I was passing through Toronto. He said, this is great. We can catch up. We can hang out. So we're back on good terms. He even says I can have his address to get a bank account, phone number, what have you. We were talking every day for a month before I landed. The second I landed, he's off the grid. I haven't heard from him since. Homegirl moved her whole life, and he can't even text her back. I'm like, okay, girly, I don't know if that was for the right oh reason, God. but... For writing opportunities, okay. Next one we have, I matched this girl on Tinder, T, a girl. We were talking for about two weeks, and we finally planned on having a date. The date was at a brewery, which is an hour away from me and pretty close to her. So I'm getting ready, and I text her, I'm about to leave. I'll be there oh. in an hour. When I get to the brewery, I'm in the parking lot, and I text her, hey, I'm here. The message immediately went to green, and I didn't really think anything of it and figured it was just bad service. I hit her up on Snapchat. I noticed she removed me there. I went to Tinder. She moved me from there. I went to Facebook. She blocked me in there. So I was just sitting in the parking lot and realized that she ghosted me. I will uh, literally send a I would never go text, unless I got, like, like a text, a like, oh, I'm leaving, would. too. Or, like, like, hey, just oh, reminding you, you of your upcoming appointment tomorrow at this place at this time with this person. <laughs> type, type yes to confirm. <laughs> like, driving an hour? Damn. New Year's Eve is my least favorite holiday. Honestly, same. Because something bad always happens to me on New Year's Eve. Honestly, same. I started dating this guy and yeah. I was getting really excited because I was like, it's getting close to New Year's Eve. This is the first time I'm going to spend it happy for once and bring someone and bring it in with someone new. What happens? He ghosts me on New Year's Eve and I'm heartbroken. I'm bringing in the New Year bawling, like hysterically crying. Then I wake up the next morning. No. I look in the mirror. I see how bad I look. I make a joke and I make myself laugh. Then I said, you know what? I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to make people laugh from all my da- all my bad dating experiences. Fast forward, that experience is what caused me to create the first council video, council with a K. The council video goes viral. Then I had someone from LA reach out to me and ask to audition for a role on a TV show. I booked that role and now I'm on a TV show. So yeah, it ended up being a really good thing that happened to me. See, ghosting isn't always the worst. Obviously, that's still fucked, but next one we have a friend of mine who I've always had some curiosity and chemistry with. We decided to go meet in Miami and see where things go. From the moment I get there, it's awkward. <laughs> she gets there before I do. I walk in. She's encouraging me to go out. I'm like, I came here to see you. I'm not trying to go out anywhere. We go to sleep. The next day, we wake up, go on a beach. I try and make better 
I try to make things better and ease the conversation. Things seem to be going better. We come back to the room. We take a nap. I wake up and she's gone. She lies to me, but she's downstairs having a drinks at the bar with some dude she ran into in Miami. One of my friends happens to be in Miami, so I go out with him. I come back to the hotel room and wake up the next day, and That's she's so gone. Shitty. But I was oh mad about what I was mad about the was that I spent is, all the I was money at a party in Paris, and the <sighs> next day I was going back to Italy, where I live I all year long. Must be nice. I met this guy, and we clicked right away. He took my number, and from that point, he started texting me every day, morning, night, whatever you name, ever you name, ever sending me long messages. We were having those deep conversations. I was going to go back to France in about twenty days for my birthday. I was having a huge party, so we knew we were going to see each other. At some point, he was like, I don't want to wait that long. I'm going to come see you in Milan, but I have to book my tickets. Like, no pressure. He was such a gentleman. He looked for the tickets and everything, and then he had to go on a trip with his family. The day I landed in Paris, he texted me, I can't wait to see you tonight. Then that night, I texted him, and he never answered me ever again. On your birthday? Next one. There's this guy I once liked, and we kind of had a situationship going on. But besides that, we really had a tight friendship. Like, I genuinely considered him a close friend of mine. He was always the one who said, I'm not the guy to text you first. You need to text me first and tell me what's up and I'll come. So over the summer, I lost a dear friend of mine and I called him because I was really heartbroken. I told him, I'm not really okay. I need you. Can you come over? He was like, yeah, I'm going to come over as soon as possible. And then he completely went off the radar. No, I didn't hear from him anymore. Then the next thing I saw two weeks later was him posting his story that he was on an airplane going on a holiday. And I ended up not hearing from my close Never friend comes. for months. I'd be like, oh, so that they're dead. Sucks. She was like in such a bad place right, already. The next one we have is I dated this guy back in college. This was probably early 2004. Yeah. So we were probably dating for five or six months or so. One night he came home from his weekend training. I fixed him a really nice dinner and had a bottle of wine waiting for us. And he was just acting kind of strange. The next day I never heard from him. And the teacher of our class was like, hey, do you know what happened to him? I said, I don't know. I haven't heard from him. And back then it was phone calls, maybe texting. But the big thing was AOL Instant Messenger. Never heard from him there, so I had no idea what was going on. Never got a reason for a total ghosting breakup. A year and a half later, he came back from Afghanistan, trying to get in touch with me to rekindle a relationship that we never even properly broke up over until I already told him that I'm engaged. Ooh, sorry, girly. <laughs> well, she, she found someone else, so good for her. That would make me feel so powerful if, like, some guy goes, yeah, sorry, bro. And you're like, yeah, I'm actually yeah, engaged. Exactly. That's good. I'm actually almost married. <laughs> yeah, be like, yeah, I'm, I was someone else. Next one we have, one time I went on a date with a dude who had been asking me out for months on end. Finally, I just gave him a chance. I met him at his apartment and he was kind of douchey to me. Like, he didn't come out to get me. We ended up not doing a single thing that he said we were going to do. <laughs> said we were going to go out to a dinner or a party or something. We ended up just going to the casino and I watched him lose all his money. Fuck. Towards the end of the night, we, we, we were driving my car, but he offered to drive me back to his house because I don't know where he lived. He literally parked my car in a no-parking zone. I woke up to a ticket on the hood of my car and sent him a picture, and he said, don't worry, I got you. Oh, What's your cash so app? Oh Needless to say, I never got the money. He never um, called me back, and I left my work badge at his place. I met this no. at the beach where my parents live. We found out we live really close to each other in New York. We hung out every single weekend for five weekends. He met all my different girlfriend groups, and I went to his parents' nice apartment in the city. We hung out and had really nice dates. I texted him one Saturday like, hey, what should we do tonight? Nothing. Didn't hear from him for about a month. And I finally texted I finally texted him. Why did you stop talking to me? Just wondering. And he goes, oh, me and my friends are going to the yacht week in Croatia in a few weeks, and they said I can't have a girlfriend for that. Oh, my God. What an ass. That would be me as a guy. That's so funny. 
They do make Damn. fun stories, though. There's always something good to come from this. That's what I'm saying. Like, we have tons of episodes, too, where we talk oh, about, yeah. like, and the bad dating stories that we've too, had, like, and they just make funny content way, that people enjoy. Like, so. they're, they're the only reason you should go if someone's, like, threatening you or, like, is going to use, like, violence against you or they're stalking you or something like that. Absolutely, by all means, ghost them. Maybe file a police report. <laughs> Um, and move on i would definitely like that's really the only like reason you should go somewhere yeah but we really hope that everybody enjoyed this episode but we'll see you guys soon love you mean it